Greetings, this is Chief Yuya. You're listening to the Chief Yuya podcast. And uh, today, I'm going to speak about subject uh, checking weak males, or more specifically, men checking weak males. And um, it came across my inbox, believe it or not, two years ago. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to credit our brother Low, Low the scholar with this particular um, topic for today. He asked me a question in the, in the inbox and I said that I would do a segment on it. And, you know, <laughs> the older you get, it seems that the faster uh, time seems to go by. So I was going through my inbox the other day and I realized that it's been almost precisely two years since he asked the question, October 26, 2017. And uh, it was related to a post that I had put up and the question he asked was, Peace Chief, saw your post and I watched something that had me thinking this, but what are some things men should check males on? And I said, Peace Low, good question. That's easier answered with the videos, stay tuned. So that obviously was at a time when I was I was probably doing more videos and things like that. So. Um, I thought I was going to be driving forward with the video and, (laughs) you know, uh, here we are two years later. So, hey, you know, and and to be honest, I'm only answering it because of who presented the question. You know, Brother Lowe is a part of the men's ministry. Uh, He always leaves very thoughtful comments on different videos and things like that. Whenever there's a live, he's a part of it, but he's always very present. So, um, you know, I'm obviously going to give him preferential uh, attention because uh, he's given this experience, his own preferential uh, attention. So and I and I appreciate that. And even though it's taken me almost literally, well, yeah, literally 24 months to respond, I can promise you there's some some ones in my inbox that have, you know, probably take even twice or triple that. Uh, just because, again, a lot of times there's a lot of stuff going on and sometimes people dip in and out. You know, they they have a question. They've only listened to 30 seconds <laughs> of a video like, oh, this is interesting. Let me ask this question, you know, or they hear something that they don't agree with. And they immediately kind of start bombarding uh, the inboxes with questions. And no, you you won't really get an answer as swiftly as someone who's actually. Uh, been present but um yeah so it was a great question you know what should uh men be checking uh, males on and you know the concept that kind of swirled through my mind was uh men checking weak males but you know because and and i'll get into why and what i did was i i um i was in my car uh bit early and I jotted down some notes uh which I which I will also leave in the uh the the associated uh blog blog post that will go along with this podcast every podcast that is on you know here it also has a blog post associated with with it at chiefyuya.com uh so you can always go there and get like uh the links if I, if I ever mention a link inside of the podcast or if I um just, you know, go through certain things. I always leave like the takeaway notes, you know, the, the highlights and stuff like that of the actual podcast. So you can kind of get to certain things that you may have maybe overlooked or just, you know, maybe didn't hear for whatever reason why the while the uh, podcast was going going on. So you can always go to, you know, chiefyuya.com for the uh, show notes and always all for the for the other archive podcasts as well. But anyway, uh, the first thing I want to say is that when we talk about men checking males, the first male, and this is primarily, I can say maybe 85% of what I'm going to deal with today, you primarily need to check the male inside of you. Now, of course, this show is for men, this particular one. Uh, Women, I want to listen. I can't stop you from from listening, but I'm primarily talking to men, and and maybe and I've already kind of 
started to formulate some ideas around the show for you women as well. But again, always it's, you know, um, I'm going to speak to the men first because the men are the solutions to what we're going through and where we're trying to go. So the first thing, like I said, is that, uh, men, you have to check the male inside of you first. Start there. A lot of times we look outside of ourselves um, because maybe we have a, a spirit of self-righteousness that we're developing and we're leaning on. And we're always looking outside of ourselves for someone to kind of browbeat or whatever. And um, the first thing you want to do is understand that, you know, uh, like there's an N-I-G-G-E-R spirit. There is a spirit of an immature male, you know, and those spirits need to be um, beaten back exercised, understood, you know, um, and even acknowledged at times, right? So that desire sometimes to move back into a space of maleness or immaturity often is there because you live in a society that needs you to stay a male, an uninformed male in particular, so that way you will never rise up in righteous indignation. So um, weak males have been weaponized against many a community, you know, and that's the, that's one of the, 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 the I maybe the second thing that to, to comprehend. And like I said, I jotted down a, f- a few notes, so I'm just going to reference them a little bit as I'm speaking, but they're really in no particular order. I just uh, was thinking about uh, the question I was going through my phone and I said, okay, well, what, what are some of the things that um, man needs to check a mail on? And I just started uh, jotting some down, but, like I said, weak males have been weaponized against the community and a weakened male, uh, is a dangerous one. And, um, you know, we live in a society where it's being taught and it's being, uh, imputed into the minds of people that, uh, there's a predication that all men are dangerous. So because, uh, and this is a characteristics of characteristic, uh, characteristic, excuse me, of even a weak male. They move with that predication that all men are dangerous. So, um, they just, they, they put on displays of effeminization because essentially a weakened male is what's best for society if all men are dangerous. So, of course, you have that mindset inside of women. You have that side, that mindset in, inside of males and honestly inside of men that again, that's one of the spirits that we have to beat down that am I dangerous or you have these conversations about rape culture and how rape culture is inherent and in the very culture and fabric of all men. Nonsense, you know, uh, but again, that's a part of the agenda. So again, a weakened male, it's what's is what's best for society. And um, outward displays of feminization or aligning with feminist thought um, then becomes the most uh, applauded gesture that a man uh, uh, could make or, or, you know, um, or a male (laughs) could could pursue, you know, and obviously I'm making the distinction between men and between males and even weakened males because we all start off as a male. You know, all of us men and then our manhood is an achievement that we fight and we scramble and we scratch and we scrape and we wrestle for uh, to finally be men. And that's why it's important that you protect your manhood like you protect your heart. And when I mean your heart, I mean your physical heart. Like you don't let someone just take a knife and stab into your heart. That's the way you have to protect your manhood from any and everyone, because sometimes the agent of your weakening are the ones who say they love you and they they're trying to love you or they think they love you, but they really don't. Sometimes it's your mother, your auntie, your father, your wife, your children, your boss. I mean, your pastor, your imam. I mean, we could we could go on and on and on and on and on Um, because, again, a weakened male works best for the masculine heterosexual oligarchs of the society that we that we live in if you stay effeminized if you say stay weakened and i'm going to make the two of those synonymous with one another and femininity is not the same as effeminization okay so effeminization is an actual process uh but you can be feminine and not necessarily be effeminized not even be one who's um sexually confused or sexually disordered okay just because you may be feminine right um so let's go into some of the things that uh what a man should check 
a male on and in particular like i said i'm focusing on the male inside of you and then you can you know you can extend it outwards you can express it outwards when you when it's appropriate so when would it be appropriate right? uh well if that male is is um conducting himself in a way that affects or negatively affects your homestead then of course then you need to check that male and that's a part of the duty and the responsibility of a man to defect and deflect to to deflect and defend the homestead so if something is coming to the homestead and the homestead means your property now what is your property what are you master over you know what what are you practicing husbandry or mastery over that's your wife slash wives uh your your concubines you know or concubine that's your children that's your livestock that's your tv that's your car that's, you know anything that's under your purview anything that you're presiding under would um be what you should have mastery over and again i'm speaking to my anu people and some of you may hear the word mastery you may hear the word concubine you may hear the word wives and you may have a reaction um i advise you to probably keep that to yourself i advise you to probably keep it to yourself you know um you might want to go and do some study on what those words and those ideas and those terms mean but this is not a space for um any level of disrespect for those of you who are newcomers um I'm not a YouTube broadcaster or a podcast broadcaster where I'm going to engage in a back and forth with you. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm not Tommy Sotomayor. <laughs> I'm not going to be yelling and, and hollering, you know, at people. Uh, I just block you because my investment is in is in the gladiator and warrior men and the warrior warrior healer women of our new. That's all I'm concerned about. All right. So, again. Uh, behaviors that will affect your homestead should be checked and you should check the male inside of you when you're the danger you know when you're the harmful age harmful agent as well as those uh, that may exist outside of your homestead um also behaviors and activities that support the disintegration of your strength you know that's something that you need to check you know, behaviors and activities that, you know, uh, support the disintegration of your strength. Well, what are those type of things? Uh, when you abdicate your responsibilities, you know, when there's a problem that's, that's in front of you or in front of your homestead and you run or you, you know, you, you, you duck your, proverbially, you duck your head inside of a bottle, you know, you drink your, your escapism away or, or you just walk away or you, you hand it over to another male to try to figure out and take care of, you know, all of those different things that, you know, uh, don't don't allow you to strengthen yourself as you should and there's many more of them i mean even perverse behavior perverse sexual activity so forth and so on these are things that will disintegrate uh your strength uh misalignment from your divine source misalignment from the secession of your ancestors we can go on and on and on on that one right um uh times when the male is um bending and breaking you know, it's always important to understand that. And let's say if you're looking at your son, right? Um, he's bending and breaking because he has allowed himself to be pushed to his limits. That's, you know, and you have to understand that the bending and, and the breaking is an issue. When a man has been pushed to his limits, he should stand strong. So if we ever support or, or we ever advocate that he bend or that he break, we're advocating female principles. We're advocating female principles. Now, is there a time for a man to bend? Yes, but he has to make that proper determination. We can use all of the uh, proverbs in the world about the strong, the strong oak that stands and then in the face of wind it breaks and how the young sapple pine bends with the wind and or the, or the palm tree will bend with the wind when the storm comes and therefore it is still alive yeah I, I get it I've used those too but understand that uh, a man's strength is determined and developed you know in times of great trials and crisis where he's called to stand stand strong and again Associate the, the masculine with the penis. Um, when the penis goes into an environment that is, you know, maybe even volatile, if we look at a, at a vagina, 
we want it to stand strong, not to say, oh, the, the vagina is a little dry. I'm going to go soft, even though, yes, that does happen, you know, or there's a lot of hair and it's it's ripping me up a little bit because sometimes that happens too, you know, so I'm going to go soft or whatever. Or maybe she's just very energetic. I'm going to go soft. You want it to stand firm and to complete its mission. Well, the same thing holds true for manhood. Uh, the character and strength of a man come out during difficult times and moments of great pressure. You know, so you have to check that male in you and you have to check your sons or your nephews or your little cousins, whomever, or you may be grown males uh, when they run from the from the crisis or they, they or um, you got to check those who seek to remove that male from the battlefield because his response isn't quick, isn't swift enough, isn't quick enough. You got to understand that a man in that moment, those are transcendental moments for men. And in those moments, they're processing how they can evolve into a giant. You know, if they get quiet or something happens in that moment, you know, you don't just jump in and say, all right, move. Let me do it. Or, or I knew this was too much for you. You know, you don't send a, a boy to do a man's job. You know, don't kind of start hammering a male with, with those type of cliches, because in those moments, they're really deliberating on their unleashing. You know, uh, so anyone that would seek to pull a man or a male out of that moment is an enemy to that man or an enemy to that male. You know, anyone say, oh, I knew it was too much here. Come over here. Come sit over here with me or, you know, this or that. Or sometimes you got those mothers that jump in front of the bully or you ain't going to touch my baby, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then we applaud them. The only reason we applaud them is because we're simps and we were raised a lot of times by these boisterous females so you know it brings us back to that we're always going to have sympathy for what it is that we were raised by or maybe even the original sickness that we came up under we're going to have more sympathy for it than we should the right thing you see so um like i said that's where he that male is gonna really have its his moment to develop into a man um also, you got to check a male when a male is being obedient to a woman. That's wrong. Men should not be obedient to women. And let me tell you something. Tens out of ten times out of ten, that woman is disobedient to the creator. No real woman is going to block the strengthening of a man. No real woman is going to block that. Whether that man is her son her nephew, her grandson, or whatever, no real woman would block that. No real woman would require a male or a man to be obedient to her. It works the other way around. A woman should be obedient to her man. And even in lieu of a man, a woman should be obedient to the men in her family. So that even goes to her son, her nephew, her cousins, when her sons come of age, when her nephews come of age, when her cousins and we can go on through the list. When they come of age, they should be presiding over that woman, even if the woman is grandma. Now, that doesn't negate grandma's place of wisdom in the family. It doesn't negate even grandma's authority. It's more complex than a binary idea of master servant that you may already be thinking about in your head. It's more complex than that. However, she should be able to look to those men in the family for direction, for guidance, for counseling, even to some degree. Because they're now men and that's been proven, even if that man is 30 or 40 years younger than she is. I have female members in Anu who are 15, 20 years older than me who call me Baba and ask me for guidance and ask me to cover them. In certain situations because I move as a man and I'm never going to be obedient to a woman. Boy childs have a lot of difficulty being obedient to their mother. They're the most rowdiest. You got to tell them stuff five and ten times because it's already ingrained in their DNA to not be obedient to women. But it's the other way around. OK, so um, that's an important piece that you got to check in the mail within you at times. Um there's a feminist spirit that says, and this feminist spirit can be within males or could be within females. And it says that no man will own me. No man will rule over me. 
you know, at my home or at my job or even in government. You see, and that's a spirit. That's a destructive spirit. In order for a man to lead, he has to submit. Now, what is he submitting to? He's submitting to the me or the spirit or the ka of the most high that's in each person, even a child. This is why when my children ask me a question, I answer it. I have never, they can never say, Baba has ever said, I, I'm not in the mood for that right now. Because I know when they're, they're inquisitive, that is the creator being inquisitive in its new body and in its new form. So I am submitting not to the individual. I'm not submitting to my child or, I'm, or anyone else. I'm submitting to the creator in that child. The only way you can lead is through submission. Okay. That's an, that's an important point for you. And you might get a little confused with that one and the, and the last one that I just said. But again, when you have that feminist, and I didn't say feminine, feminist, when you have that feminist spirit, and I'm not submitting to government, no, well, really any man, any man in government, any man in my home, any man on my job, any man anywhere, I'm not submitting, and you, I'll never be owned by a man. Why wouldn't you want to be a possession of a man? And and think about that. For those of you women who sneaked in on this one. <laughs> What's more beautiful than, than to be possessed? Possessed. By a right ruling. Righteous. Spiritual conscious man. Because you're always going to be something's possession or someone's possession. That's a whole nother lesson. Um, you know, you got to think about, okay, when you're checking the man, check the man or, or the male, excuse me. When the man checks the male, it's, you know, surrounding situations that may cause him to lose his judgment. Uh, for instance, uh, sex without true marriage, drug abuse, or, uh, even, um, you know, when they're, they're, they're wholly invested in material things. These are things that cause them to lose their judgment. People, I've seen people get stabbed, you know, over a shirt because they were in a club and someone bumped into her and knocked a drink on their shirt. And now it, it turns into a totally different type of thing. You know, they lack judgment. I've seen guys sit in jail for years because they had sex with a woman, but didn't really go through a proper right to make her his woman. And she's having sex with a lot of different people and then he gets confused and his judgment wanes and he does something really stupid he just does something really foolish and now he's he's sitting up in in a cage for a very long time so you know you have to check the mail when they're doing things that uh would lead to the clouding of the judgment you know um, another thing to check the mail on as a man is when he is doing things or when he makes the, the deliberate choice to remain trifling because it doesn't demand anything of the females in his life. Right. So great example. A lot of times you have mothers that will give the most attention to the most trifling son because that trifling son never requires anything more of that mother. And I can tell you from my own experience, there's been times when I have, as a teenager, checked my mother on things. I was coming into my manhood. There were certain things that I, I decided that I wasn't going to allow in my presence anymore. And if, and if I tell you some of the things, you'd be like, huh, that's not really a big deal. But there were certain foods that I'd be like, listen, don't, don't bring that around me. And I'd say it with a stern face. And I'm 15 16 years old don't bring that around me or listen when i'm in my room and i'm studying and i'm going over my lessons i don't want that noise around my room door you know and this is i'm a 15 16 year old boy and of course my family's kind of looking like what did he but let me tell you something everybody complied everyone complied and i was ready for it to go wherever it needed to go whenever i have to when i had to lay the creed all right well, what's it gonna be <laughs> you know, because uh, you could easily say, well, you need to get out my All right. Well, then it is what it is. You know, I'm I'm ready to face that. But um, I was fortunate that I had elders around me that appreciated and honored and cultivated the man that I was becoming. And they also understood those who didn't honor that. Let me say that 
understood that I wasn't having it anyway. You're going to honor it. You ain't got no choice. You know, and I always would make that very clear. You don't have a choice. This is what it's going to be. Now, if I'm going to be in this environment, then this is how this is how I'm going to roll. And don't worry, I'm getting out as soon as I possibly can because I'm a man. I need to have my own. You know, so. A lot of times people will want to keep that male trifling. It could be a mother, it could be an auntie, it could be a grandmother. You could be raising your child a certain way and you got that grandmother that just keeps doing everything, you know, in, in opposition to how you have chosen to raise your child or grandfather. Even I'm not just going to put it on the women. Um, it could be the grandfather, you know, oh, come on now. Children like to experience this. Children need to have some pizza once in a while. Children need to eat some hamburgers. Why are you denying them from that? Why are you not letting them be what they want to be? I've had people talk to me about my daughter's uh, hairs being, you know, their hair being locked. Oh, why would you lock their hair? You're not giving them a choice. Oh, I guess it'd be better if I permed it. <laughs> you know, I put some extensions in it so it can be bald by the time they're 19. How about that one? You know, um, but the bottom line is I'm going to do whatever I feel like doing. I created these children. I'm, I'm the God of these children. I own these children. See, that's that's a lot of times the triflingness often often even comes down from the government. You think about what happens when you have children. You get this marriage license if if you do it the right way, if there's marriage and then children, if you do it at least that way. Um, but within that marriage and you have children and you get the birth certificate, you get the state to certify that the child is now real, real property. That's what it really real estate. And what happens is that the child give the state gives you conditional jurisdiction over the child. You know, so meaning that as long as you behave in a way that we say you should, we will allow you to have possession or custody of the child. But the moment you step out of what we tell you to do, we're going to take the child from you. We might even lock you up. You see, so it's conditional jurisdiction. And that's a in order to keep that in place, the state has to keep you trifling. Because as soon as the man stands up, the male becomes a man and you say, wait a minute, there's a way I want to feed my children. There's a way I want to dress them. There's a way I want to educate them. And you could go the way I want to name them. You go on down a list. You know, um, the state would say, wait a minute, hold on now. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. They don't need to know how to shoot guns. They don't need to know that. They don't need to know how to build shelters for themselves. Don't need to know that. They don't need to have their own language. They don't need to learn sign language. They don't need to learn Morse code and all these different things they may need for survival one day. They don't need to know, learn about their ancestors. They don't need to learn about their national ancestors. They don't need to learn about their open enemy. They don't need to learn about any of that stuff. They need to learn what we tell you they need to learn. So then what happens? You say, now nah, I'm going to take them out of your school. I'm going to school them myself. Now they say, wait a minute. That wasn't the agreement. You're breaking the agreement now. Now we got to take them. We're going to take them from you, you know, so the state will strive to keep you a trifling male who's not involved in the proper rearing and raising of your children. You see, and it could be the state or it could be, quote unquote, a friend. It could be a mentor. It could be an employee, employer, excuse me, or employee. It could be anyone. Right. So that's that's another thing that a lot of times you have to check the mail in yourself and check the males outside of you. And trust me, I've had that one. Plenty of time. <laughs> well, you shouldn't name them like that because, you know, what happens when they go to get a job? As soon as they see the resume coming, they're going to know who it is. I don't, why would I raise my children to have a job? Kind of, eh, I almost used the word, but what kind of weak male stuff is that? Or sissified, let me use that word. What kind of sissified stuff is that? I, would, I raise my children to create jobs for other people, but not to have a job. That's anyways. So another little note I wrote down is that um, one of the things you check the mail on is when he leans to the simpish victimization. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what a simp is, a simp is someone who sympathizes with a wayward females nonsense. OK, that's what the word where the word simp comes from it it's short for sympathizer all right uh so sometimes you you have a female certain kinds of females let's say a wicked 
kind of female, Jezebel kind of female. And um, she tries to distract you with certain nonsense because, you know, because she's she doesn't want to do her job, but she doesn't want to really be a real woman like she's supposed to. So a simp will begin to coddle and to cradle uh, her agenda. He'll support. He might even fund her 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 open rebellion against real men and against the natural order. So uh, I said, like, you know, uh, when that male leans or that weak male leans to the simplest victimization, victimization narrative that has been scribed universally for women. Um, and, and what that means is, you know, again, it goes back to the well, all men participate in rape culture. That's a simp statement, you know, and it's a victimization narrative that a lot of times just isn't true. You know, we're not allowed to say some of those things like we're not allowed to say hey yeah some women got raped on plantations but some women maneuvered themselves into the master's bed we can't say that right that that's a foul statement <laughs> to say even though we see that happening to the, this very day we know the nature of women women don't have loyalty like that they will go where the power is you know that they're loyal to power they will go to the highest bidder who presents the most power and presents the most structure is where she would go. And that's why so many of you simpish males end up in jail. Because you end up stabbing a woman or choking her out or beating the daylights out of her because you didn't take the time to understand her nature. And it doesn't mean she's bad because of that. It doesn't mean you're bad because well, I would say it's bad because of your reaction because you didn't take the time to learn what you're supposed to learn. And a man is supposed to be learning and once you understand that about a female, then, you know, you'll understand what she'll do from what she won't do. Then you can you can live harmoniously with her phone. But, you know, then you you allow yourself to live harmoniously with her, you know, um, and in balance. But again, you know, um, that that universal scribed victim narrative, um, you got to understand that if she is made of the same essence of Oludumare, just like you are. Your bodies are made of the same stuff, right? So if the breath of life was breathed into her, it was also breathed into you. It was breathed into the head. So what does that mean? Your brains were coated with divine material, some good stuff. So that means she has a good brain, just like you have a good brain. Don't fall for the nonsense. Don't think that she's just so naive and foolish or just so dumb that she needs you to become that white knight. She's got a good brain. And sometimes she may choose not to use it because of her own desire to remain the victim. You see, she has access to use that brain and she has, he has, she has access to build that same brain. Okay. Um, so the victimization narrative is complete BS. And I could get into that, that a bit deeper, but I'm not. Don't want to. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you also need to check the man or the male. Excuse me. The man needs to check the male inside and outside. And again, we're talking about males in your community. If you just see the average guy walking down the street with his behind out his pants, just looking ridiculous you don't have to check him he's not in your community don't worry about it you know so we're talking about those who are in your community and that may not even be your relatives right you know your family is in your community if your family is in your community if your family is not in your community then your family is just relatives you ain't, don't even worry about them. you know i i have relatives that live their own life and do their own thing and i'm not concerned about necessarily their spiritual standing you know i may have presented information to them at one time and and whatnot but that's not the path that they want to take okay i'm not concerned about you then you know i'm, I'm concerned about those who are walking this lane and this highway and this aisle um, of anu with me all right so um the, the man needs to check the mail when he begins to convince himself that he cannot bear the responsibility of what Oludumare has created him to bear. You see, when you, he starts with that whining, oh, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much, my life, my life is too much. You were, you were created and designed artfully and purposefully 
to carry exactly what it is that you are currently carrying and maybe even more. I don't know, maybe more, maybe less, but nonetheless, you were designed to carry that. So when that male begins to respond and react beneath his privilege of, of construction, then you need to check him. You need to check him. Nah, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear that, you know, and if you persist with that, get away from him. I can't tell you how many people I've gotten away just whine. I got guys I know that that whine about women all the time, or females. You know, yeah, man, these women are doing this and these women. I don't hear that, man. Boss up, and if you don't have the, the material in you to boss up, then you shouldn't be around me because I'm not looking for no best friends who are weak. I I don't care about best friends. I want boss friends. I want my friends to be bosses. If you're not a boss, get away from me, because that's how I'm moving. You know, if you're not a boss, then you need to be asking me for a job. I'll hire you. I'll be your boss. But, you know, all that whining is, is, is unmanly. So you check yourself when you're doing it. Sometimes you may find an opportunity to have a pity, a pity party. And, you know, sometimes one time is okay, depending on what you're going through. Maybe you just went through a divorce or you find out your, your daughter is pregnant and she's too young to be pregnant or your son is, is doing some other stupid. Maybe he gets locked up or he's, he's on drugs. Okay. It's understandable. I'm not saying that. Uh, you have to be totally cold to one another, but at the same time, you, you have to know when, um, a person is trying to deny their purpose. You know, they're trying to deny the gift that the creator has put in them of, of the strength as a man, the structure that Ogun has built inside of you. They're trying to deny that, you know, and they're trying to get you to accept them to be something other than that. Don't accept them as anything other than that. You know, can't tell you how many times I've had. People come to me, clients, whatever, and I've had to stop midstream and say, well, you're a man, right? Yeah. All right, then. So what are you talking about? This is what we do as men. We got to deal with things. We deal with a lot of unfairness. Yeah, but my wife this and she get to do that, man. And when I try to do it, yeah, that's what it is to be a man. It's unfair. People treat us unfairly. That's what manhood is. Hey. We don't have a victim narrative that anybody wants to listen to. You know, when stuff, when, when teachers abuse little boys, nobody gives a crap. We don't get that, <laughs> you know, or or if we kill somebody, no one says, well, I wonder what that person did to drive him to that, drive him to that point. We don't get any of that. All right. So, you know, either you accept this is the only game in town or, or you can either accept it or you could try to become transgendered because you're not strong enough to stand in what we're doing here. I'm sure this video ain't going to have no advertisements. <laughs> If I well, I won't make it a video. I'm gonna keep it a podcast. This is the reason why I'm doing more podcasts. I can say what I want to say. Um. So the other thing, you know, you check him when he refuses to see that he is larger than um. We'll say the dragons that are circling inside of his head. You know, um. Sometimes a a, a guy or a male will. I, I've had this happen once. One times I one time I was at a drum circle. Right. And uh, we were in Marcus Garvey Park in Harlem. We were drumming. This was years ago. And afterwards, like we, we were going because we used to drum like to the wee hours out there. That's before the area got gentrified. And yeah, we got they made us didn't stop at 10 o'clock. But uh, we'd be out there, man, 2 a.m. Still rocking out, you know, not as loud, but still rocking. You know, and then, you know, people with different people will come through at different times and late at night. That's when, you know, people come through with herb and they be smoking and maybe drinking a little bit and, you know, just dancing and stuff when we be drumming. And, you know, some individuals came into the circle that at that time, uh, the way my perception was, I, you know, I used to be really, really, really militant. Okay. And, um, I would not consort. You know, it was only kind of certain energies I'm going to consort with, especially something as sacred as drumming or dancing or even eating. You know, I'm kind of still like that to a degree. Like, I don't like to eat around a lot of people like cafeteria style and stuff, you know, but um, these people came into the circuit to, to the circle. So I started packing. my. I'm like, right, that's it for me. I'm done. Started packing my drum up. Right. But everyone's still drumming and dancing. Right. So then when the people stepped off. I was like, yo, wait a minute. And I had to like get on my little soapbox <laughs> for a second. And, you know, and I was kind of like, um, yo, y'all, y'all are okay with that? that? Like, that's, that's okay with, with you. That's, that's, uh, acceptable. 
you know and one brother was there he was real tall and he was he was really inebriated he was like what are you talking about man i was like i'm saying man like you know where is your commitment you you know you can't just have anyone up in the space and he was like listen you gotta understand man you know we don't have no power he just kept saying we don't have any power anybody can come up around what we doing and do what they want man and that's just the way it is now mind you this might have been straight up this might have been the last time i drummed at that circle now that i really now that i'm thinking about it you know in hindsight i didn't like that statement i'm like what as big and tall as you are you saying something like that and he was like towering over me and i'm not a short person you know um I'm like, this is a big old warrior looking guy. When he's drunk, so he ain't much of a warrior. You're out drunk in public. But anyway, um, that's an example of that. And I checked him on that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, why are you even here drumming and this and that? You know, if, if everyone is more powerful than you. I said, everyone's not more powerful than you. They're just more convinced in, in, in the purpose, purposeful, purposefulness of their survival than you are. That's all. You know, so he wasn't trying to hear. I was like, you know what? Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> took my took my drum and, and hopped on my motorcycle and rode off. You know, um, so the thing is, the male will always see their circumstances as larger than they larger than they are. Whether it's the monsters that are inside their head, some people say demons. You know, I'm using the term dragon because we all have to learn as men to be the dragon slayer at some point. You know, so they'll see those dragons that are swirling around all over the place inside their head. They'll always see those dragons as being scarier and and, and larger than they are. And that's just not a that's not a sentiment that I will ever co-sign. Um, I'm the biggest, scariest, baddest thing I know. And, I, and it's and that's just how it's going to stay, <laughs> you know. Um, so. You know, that's that's something that men need to check males on, you know, when they start falling into that very uh, effeminized way of thinking. And again, not I'm not saying feminine. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Um, so let's see. Just looking at, I only had a couple little notes here, but. Uh, oh, the other thing I wrote is when when he, you know, when that male refuses to say what needs to be said to his women or to women in general, because he's afraid of that, you know, that after chill that occurs, you know. Um, so what's basically happening, his creator, we, we receive certain lessons to Ifa in terms of protocol and how we're supposed to behave. The 14 keys, the teachings that are channeled through me that I give to all to our new people. How a man should conduct himself in his home, how his how a man should conduct himself outside of his home and how his woman and children should. You know, these are lessons and in, in, in information that has been downloaded and given to me to give to you from the creator. And, you know, when I say give it, it's not just down like I'm sitting somewhere meditating. I might be reading an ancient text, you know, so that's also qualifies as a download. But nonetheless, I'm giving it to you straight from you know, the deity's mouth, if you will. And when you're afraid to enforce that, you are now invested in a material slash satanic or setian uh, reality because you, you, you are afraid that if I say this to my woman, she's going to stop talking to me for a day or for a strong or for a month or whatever it is. Or when we lay in the bed tonight, she's going to turn her back to me. And this is going to be awkward. So I'm not going to tell her I don't, I don't want her to wear that. Or I'm not going to tell her, no, you can't cook that food in here. Or I'm not going to tell her, I don't want you talking to your friend so-and-so anymore. She's a bad influence for the house or that book that you just bought that was in Oprah's book club. I'm throwing that out. Cause I'm not having that up in my house or whatever it is that you feel like is a strong message that you have to lay down and you're afraid to, because you know, she's going, you know, she's going to manipulate you with the silent treatment. Cause that's all it really is, is a manipulation. You know, that exposes the weakness in your malehood and you need to be checked on that. And sometimes again, like I said, most of the time it's the 
the external or the greater or the larger, the more vast man checking the inner weak male on that type of um, that type of behavior. You know, uh, the important thing that you got to understand is that you don't give any ground to a weak man. Don't give him any ground, because if you don't cast that spirit out inside of you, it will set up shop right in the middle of your organization, right in the middle of your home, you know, or what have you. You have to cast out because it is a spirit. It's a spirit of weakness that's cultivated and designed by the culture that we live in, because it it benefits the actual culture of a wicked society that seeks to decentralize and disempower the family model. You know, and and ultimately the clan model. So you have to cast it out if you see it. Um, and I know it's difficult. Like even now, people probably turned off and eh, we hear that and what he talking about. And he sounds like a chauvinist and this is toxic masculinity. You know, people like to throw these new buzzwords around. Um, anyway, uh, it's very difficult to speak to the issue of of manhood in this country. And that's because manhood is not celebrated in the community. It's not celebrated. We, we, we talk about, Oh, this is a man's country and women. Eat. No, that's not the truth. That's not the truth at all. You know, again, you have these fake narratives that are swirled around and we start believing them after a while. Men can't get away with real men. Heterosexual men can't get away with a, a tenth of the things that females and this sexual males can get away with point blank. Okay. And we know that manhood is not celebrated or even appreciated by this simple fact. I've, I've said this for years. Father day, father's day comes birthdays come Kwanzaa comes. What do you, what do you give daddy? A tie, some underwear, a pair of socks after everything he's done for the house. After everything he sacrificed. Because here's here's the other truth of it. That family and that marriage benefits him the least out of everyone in that whole equation. Benefits him the least. We always talk about, well, you know, women live longer than men. Yeah, because they have less pressure and less work on them than men do. Men go out and, and, fest, and, and face the gruels of the day. And I'm not one that's going to sit here and play that game with, well, you know, I would never want to switch places with my wife, man. She stays at home with the children, man. And that's a rough job. I'd switch places any day. That's easier. That is easier than having to get up, change your mask, change your clothes, go out in the snow, go out in the rain, be humiliated, face the dangers of the day, fuel someone else's vision or just deal with all the wiles that come from you from outside. That's a whole lot easier than than being able to deal with those who you love, your children and your family all day and do it in your sweatpants or, or in your house skirt or with a house dress. That's easier. I don't care how much stuff you got to do inside the house. It's easier than working outside the house. And I'm not saying that it's unfair. It's not. We're built for different things. A man is stronger and he's bigger. He's more powerful because he's built to deal with more outside. But at the same time, celebrate him for that. Don't just celebrate him because he fulfills a work responsibility, but celebrate him because of the greatness of just the fact that he's a man. You know, because let's say Mother's Day comes around, your Earth Day comes around, Kwanzaa comes around, your anniversary comes around. Uh, and you could test this, man. I'm going to show you how you test it. During those days, start handing out granny panties for when she's on her menses. See how that goes over. You know, give her a mop and, a, and, and bucket. See how she likes that. Because she just gave you a drill <laughs> for Father's Day. Now that you got the drill, you can build me that spice rack I've been wanting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I feel you. Well, now you got this mop and bucket. You could go mop out the garage properly like I told you to do the first time. You see, see how that goes over. All right. So, you know, I know it's very difficult to have these conversations because we are often overlooked and treated with a lot of ingratitude, you know, and there's a fear of saying it. And that fear is the male in you that won't just be honest, speak truth to power. This is what's happening. We're not happy about it. 
right so because what happens when you don't speak to it then you you end up having movements like MGTOW where men just say men going their own way like you know what I'm not going to deal with women at all because it's so unfair and it's so imbalanced that it's not even worth me participating in this paradigm of this experience that you call relationships and marriage because it's so tilted but why don't you just speak up and say you know what nah I'm not I'm not going for that uh uh-uh. uh this is what you will do you're going to be with me. This is what it's going to be. And a lot of times, um, sadly, it's the wicked R&B songs that we love so much that fuel that culture. They're, they're horrible. They're, they're practically demonic. I was listening to uh, and I heard it out the window. It was a song. OK, I don't want to say the artist because I'm actually friends with him. But, um, but the, the hook at the end of the song is. um all I, all I ever all, I'm gonna, all I ever want to do is love you Tell me anything you'll say I'll, I'll do Because I only want to make you happy From the bottom of my heart It's true And I'm listening to this hook And I'm like this is demonic You know this is demonic I only want to make you happy that's that's my only ambition in life is to make you happy and anything you say I'll do. You remember the point I said earlier about a man being obedient to a woman? You see? So now you become a, a slave to the most emotional creature on the planet. You become a slave to the most emotional being on the planet. You're a fool. And you only want to make her happy. You'll never get anywhere in life if you only live to make females happy all right um so instead of grinning and and kind of bearing it when those things happen when you know if you, your earth day comes and they hand you a tie i mean you slap that tie away what is this it's a thought that counts you didn't think about this you know don't grin and bear it speak up you know because essentially you're lying to your loved ones do you like it baba you like it that no i don't like it i don't like it just like when a woman makes me a plate of food, I'll tell her, like, how was the food? I didn't like it. Now, you know, you can learn to make it in a way that I like it. Okay, it had too much salt or it had too much this or the curry wasn't cooked down, man. It's eating a mouthful of powder. You know, nah, I, I didn't like it. You know, and I don't, you don't have to say it nastily, you know, but if you love them, don't lie to them. You know, be honest. Let them know. When they're doing something that is disregarding who and what you are, that's important because they may not know how to honor you as a man. They, it may not be intentional where they just they got together and had a meeting and say, we're just going to give all men ties, you know, give all men socks for Kwanzaa or these little BS garbage gifts. Or here's, here's a good one. When the women give you coochie coupons, I've gotten those before. I don't but you don't give me no car. How are you gonna give me a coupon for something that I could take right now? That doesn't even make sense. You gonna give me a coup what do you think this is? TV? <laughs> you know, this ain't TV where it's like I'm walking around all hyped up and horny all the time and you're not horny. As if you as if you're not enjoying the experience probably more than I am, because you're making more noise than I am. You're enjoying it more than I'm enjoying it. So you give me the coupon. Here's a coochie coupon where you can cash it in for say, get out of here. One woman gave me that once and I literally I threw it like I crumpled up and threw it in the kitchen sink. And then I mean, I'm not gonna tell you what I did next, but I just showed her in that moment, right then and there, that it can happen anywhere, anytime. Alright, so go get me something else. And she did. <laughs> but um, you know, you can't be afraid to speak up on those things. And, you know, you might be called mean or rude or arrogant or whatever it is. Don't worry about it. Because, you know, ultimately, I'm going to tell you something. Um, your family and, and your friends and, and your wife or your girlfriend. Uh, I don't even I'm not going to mention girl. I'm kidding about girlfriends. That's irrelevant. Um, I'm talking to, to men who are moving towards family. You know, your consort is going to appreciate you for your honesty because there's nothing worse than thinking that you're doing something for someone and you're not. You know, whether it be physically or emotionally or spiritually, but going around thinking like, yeah, you know, they're they're, they're happy. 
you know, they're happy with, with what the experience is and they're not, you know, that, and that can, that can really hurt inwardly. So, you know, don't be afraid to be honest. You know, now I'm, I want to give some quick characteristics to, of the deliberate weak male, because those exist. You know, I spoke about the weakened male, but there are some hunks of garbage out here that, uh, only seek to remain weak. Right. And there are some hunks of garbage that marry him. All right. So before you females start, you know, waving your hands. All right. That's some top. No, you married him or you had a baby by him because you're a piece of crap, too. Just because you're a female, you know, that whole thing that we used to say as children, uh, girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice. And boys are what puppy dog tail snails and puppy dog tail, something like that's garbage. No, we made it the same thing. If I can be a horrible jackass with no character, you can be a horrible jackass with no character. Point blank. And I know some females out here that are hunks of garbage. They're crap. And it's not because, you know, and I'm not going to take that route where, you know, behind every bad females or bad men. No. She's just a piece of crap. She was born to be a piece of crap. Period. Stay away from her. And there are some guys out here that are pieces of crap. They were born to be a piece of crap. Stay away from them. It goes on both sides. Just because you have a certain gender doesn't make you an angel. You know, guys are not demons and, and, and females are not angels. Guys are not devil and females are not God. That's a part of that same um, sick spirit that's been taught to the populace in order, again, to keep you under control because as a man you're supposed to guide direct and lead your family into righteousness but if you're always constantly told that you're the most unrighteous thing on the planet and she's the only righteous good god-fearing individual then of course you're going to come under her leadership which ain't worth a bag of spit all right so you know that persistent and deliberate garbage male or weak male um and his handler because he always will have a handler Sometimes the handler's the piece of garbage. You know, it, it could go different ways, but they will always use this outward expression of appearing as an alpha man. And I see this all the time on social media. You have all these fake conscious guys who I'm conscious, but at the same time, I got a heart for the community and I love and care for the community, you know. And what that is, is they're trying to, it's like the thug, you know, sensitive thug, thug with a heart of gold. You know, or, you know, I'm just this big alpha male, but I have this sensitive side. And what you'll find in truth that it's fake sensitivity and they use that that feigned sensitivity as a tool to play victim once they gain your trust. You see, so there'll be this big, tough alpha guy, but they're sensitive. And then once they get in closer to you or they, you know, they get in, you know, or you get in closer to you, then they'll the, the sensitivity will automatically turn into victimization that they're, they're now they're a victim all the time that is comfortable with expressing how they've been victimized you see it's garbage straight up garbage um they'll also use that allure to get you to do things for them you know um and the things that they want you to do for them will always hurt other people every time and when they, they use that sensitive thing so that when when it's discovered that it's hurting other people, they'll pull the victim role out of their hat. You know, it's it's like sometimes you got somebody who's foul. I've had this happen to me. Somebody lied, cheated, did all the horrible things to me. And then when they got caught, all of a sudden they started talking about how shady I am. Like and it was someone who I had to kick out of my place. So I was like, well, just come get your stuff. And they were like, well, I'm, I'm going to count all of my stuff that's there because I don't trust you. I'm like, wait a minute. You just got caught. Like cheating <laughs> and lying and doing. But all of a sudden, as soon as you get caught, I'm all these things that there's no proof of. You don't even have any direct accusation because I'm like, OK, well, where? Where have I lied? When I've been, where have I been untrustworthy? You know what you did. You know that. Right. Here we go with the games. Just get your stuff and get the hell out. You know, so that's a sign of not only a Jezebel, but you remember the Jezebel can be male or female, by the way. You know, and I, I was one time uh, I was listening to a lecture, one of my one of my brothers, and he was doing a libation and he invoked Jezebel. And I was like, yo, I don't think you know what you're invoking. 
Just because you see a name and it's, it sounds cool and it's vogue to invoke all of these different entities, Blau, Belzebub, listen, you know, it, it sounds fly and it makes you sound like you this deep occultist, you know, but you, you got to understand that different spirits have different uses and you don't necessarily want them in a place of learning. When you, you know, you got to learn these, these energies first before you just start invoking them because it feels cool to be the dungeon master, you know, but anyway. So, yeah, a lot of times, like I said, they'll pull that victim role out of their behind when they get when they get found out. Um, another trait is uh, there's always a constant air of uh, insubordination and condescension, condescension and stubbornness. They're, they're always condescending. They're always stubborn. And there's always like this insubordination when you, you know, you can always kind of feel this little tension and that way and sometimes it's, you might talk whenever you talk this smirk um i had a female once years ago whenever i would talk she would like kind of twist the corner of her mouth and shake her head back and forth like in a no but it was like real subtle you have to look at it and um and you know it was just almost like a i don't even say a subconscious thing but it was like almost whenever i was speaking she was making sure that she wouldn't have the spell of submission or obedience cast upon her. It almost kind of felt like that. So, you know, like I said, that air is always there. Um, and the thing is too, there's always with those type of individuals, there's always a lot of anger. This is why they become so abusive. There's always a lot of anger that, that creeps beneath the surface. Um, and it will periodically and sometimes even spontaneously erupt. And the reason being is because they spend the bulk of their time pretending to have human emotions that they don't really have like a sociopath you know so they spend a lot of time pretending to be sensitive pretending to care about other people you know um pretending to be involved uh, um that's why a lot of times when something's happening these are the first people who always jump in and volunteer to help you a volunteer to be a part of this a volunteer to be the head of this ahead of that and and the reason they do that is because they want to create disciples you know, so they always want to be present. They're always raising their hand for this or for that. And it's not really in them. And they're pretending the reasons why they want to do it. They have to pretend and lie about. So they always have this this anger emotion bubbling beneath the surface. And it will come out, you know, every so once in a while, you know, which kind of you kind of know they're more of a sociopath than a psychopath. You know, uh, although it's not to say that a weak male cannot be a psychopath as well. Um, and what happens after they, they finished his, his, like one of your, your the key signs, pay attention to key sign after they finish going off and, and throwing their tantrum their you know, and their, their emotional kind of temper tantrum, they'll express a lot, a lot of sorrow about it. Right. They, they, they might even cry. They'll express a lot of sorrow, but they'll never actually admit guilt. And they'll never actually ask for forgiveness for anything. And the reason why they do this, do this is because they want to keep the manipulation in place. They don't want to lose the grip and the hold that the manipulation has. You know, so they're not going to say I was wrong or please forgive me for what I did. Please, I'm sorry. You know, I, I can only ask for you. They're not going to do that. They're not going to humble themselves. They're just going to express sorrow. It's one of the key signs that, you, you know, this is, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is the spirit. That I'm dealing with here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, so those are just some of the notes that I had jotted down off the off the, um, the top of my head. You know, um, I don't think I'll get in too much deeper. You know, maybe if we were having a, a talk or something like that. You know, but uh, that's the answer, brother brother Lowe's uh, question, which was again, pull up my phone. Chief, so you're posting and watching. What, what what are some of the things men should check males on? All right. So that was the answer to the question. What should men check males on? And again, I'll reiterate. The first thing is check the male that's inside of you before you go off into check anybody else. And because you might have some of these traits, you might display some of these characteristics and some of these behaviors yourself. You know, so and don't be afraid to check that mail. Don't be afraid to check yourself and don't be afraid to check that spirit in the people around you. And like I said, and for the people who are trying to support that spirit in you, check them. You know, check them. And, you know, 
understanding or you know what that manhood looks like and things like that this is the things that we teach in our new you know in the men's ministry and the women's ministry and books like solutions for dysfunctional family relationships 14 keys so forth and so on you know um and in in all of it like all the pie we, we're dealing we're talking about male and female and how this energy interacts with that energy and how masculine energy operates in the universe how feminine energy operates you know and and we're seeking to embody that and for those anyone who would try to prevent you from being able to do that you know, even when it comes to relationships, you know, uh, sometimes you got family that just don't, they don't want to see you with anybody. They're not your family. Cut them off. Get them out your face. Get them out your life. That goes for even your children. Every time somebody comes around, your child trying to chase them away, chase your child away. And then, and then fix the thing in you that caused you to raise such a demon spawn. I'm just keeping it real with you. I'm, you know, I'm only going to do that. And, you know, again, <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So this has been Chief Yaya with Chief Yaya Podcast. I just wanted to answer that question. I know it's been a long segment, but I was, you know, just wanted to reference the notes I had written in the car um, for Brother Lowen, for anyone who who also could benefit from that information. All right. So, um, you know, 24 months later, but it, it happened. And for those of you who um, have questions, you know, always put them in the video comments. That's the best way to kind of ask Um you know the ig boxes and stuff i put a notification that's for business if you want to book me to come speak somewhere or something like that you know you can reach out there and i'll send you to my assistance and stuff like that but um you'll get a quicker response if if you actually use the comment section believe it or not because i have my assistants go through the comment sections in all of my channels there's a lot every day and um you know scour for any type of uh, questions and stuff and that's not questions about the website i signed up for the class and i can't find i don't know how to click my courses to open up the class that's not the same thing all right until such time this is chief you uh, this has been a chief you y'all podcast and i will that you all have a great day and um you've gotten something that you could think about and work with and build on peace